Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast that covers the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we're going to be talking about all the events held on Tuesday, July 21st, 2020. And let's go ahead and get started with the Belgian royal family. July 21st is Belgium's National Day. This is the day uh, many, 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 many years ago that Belgium officially became its own country with the inauguration of King Leopold I, um, who, fun fact, is Queen Victoria's uncle. Um, So lots of family relation going on when that all happened. Um, And the country, Belgium, officially became independent from the Netherlands. Um, So every year this is celebrated, um, and this year was obviously different than it is, has been in the past, Um, but a lot of the things stayed the same, just um, were carried out a little bit differently. So every year the day starts out with a Te Dom, which is a blessing service in in the church, Um, and this was attended by King Philippe, Queen Mathilde, Princess Elizabeth, Prince Gabriel, Prince Emmanuel, and Princess Eleanor. Um, And so during the service, um, there was a dedicated three minutes of silence for the victims of the coronavirus, um, which is, you know, a lot of what we'll see throughout the year um, are, are services that have this as part of it. Um, and so this was not a surprise. Um, you, I haven't seen video, but I would imagine, um, that this is a little bit emotional and all of that, because that's a very, one, that's just a very long time to be silent and to reflect on everything that has happened. Um, and so a great, a great way to honor the people in Belgium who have lost their lives to COVID. Um, and that is what a lot of the day really focused on, not only those who have lost their lives, but the people um, who are, quote unquote, heroes of all of this. Um, and so the day really focused on all of that. Um, and so that was the church service. And then after the service, um, King Philippe, Uh, visited a series of murals made by young Belgian artists. Um, So these are just some, like, really cool um, 
murals on, I think they're like a um, installation that has been put there so that they can be explored, but then are taken down or put somewhere else. Um, so he visited those and got to speak with some of the artists and people there. Um, and then next was the main event of the day. Um, and this is the ceremony held in front of the Royal Palace. So usually this is part of a parade. Um, that's like the big thing of the day is a, a military parade, um, held in front of the Royal Palace with, public spectators. This year, they did this ceremony in place of that. Um, it included components of a military parade, but there were no public spectators. Um, so there were, it was the royal family, um, and then some invited guests as well as government officials at this um, little setup. And then it was um, televised live. So people were able to watch it at home, but they were not outside in the streets mass gathering. Um, and so that was one of the ways that they did this protection measure. Um, and then the other thing, so this ceremony was actually really, really cool. Um, like I said, you know, this year it's hard to focus on anything but coronavirus and this ceremony was no different. Um, it really did focus on the the situation um, in a couple of different ways. So there was a lot of musical components, which is not normal for this event, um, but there were musical components filmed from all over the country. Um, and I think they were live shots. I don't know that though, um, but there were all of these musical performances, the ones that were in person at the event, um, they had like plexiglass in between each performer to make sure that they were safe while also keeping the, um, I just typically go with the two meter social distance requirement. Um, and everyone was just kept very safe. Everyone in the ceremony, um, they did take off their face masks after a certain point. Um, once everyone was seated and no one was going to be moving, the face masks did come off. Um, but social distancing, I mean, these chairs had to be six feet apart, if not further. Um, so that is obviously the most important thing. Um, it was... really focused on overcoming the challenges that COVID have, that COVID has um, kind of brought to the surface and overcoming it together as a country. Um, and, and look, I, I am an American and I <laughs> can be as patriotic as they come. This year I was not, but this gave me a sense of like, oh, this is really how the Belgians are coming together today. Like they are celebrating their quote unquote Independence Day and they're all working on overcoming this horrible challenge that like everyone in the world is facing as a country. Um, 
And so I just think like this ceremony put a a light onto that. Um, in King Philippe's speech, he talked about um, the heroes in the Corona crisis, and um, that you know that's what the day was focused on. Um, and so we see that next too, um, because the next event and the final events um, of the day were Philippe, Mathilde, and their four children visiting two um, residential care facilities or nursing homes to that have created like festivals for their residents um, to celebrate National Day. And so Philippe, Mathilde, and their kids stopped by and got to chat with people and um, enjoy some French fries. Well, they're not French fries. Um, this is a completely unrelated fun fact. It's kind of related because it's Belgium's National Day. French fries were actually created in Belgium. And so they had fries that are, um, you know, the real deal. So that was really fun. Or the kids ate them. I don't, (laughs) I don't know that the adults did, but the children did. Um, and they just really, you know, spent time with the elderly who have been in this isolated state for months and months now. And, um, you know, celebrating with them was a priority. That was something that was announced very early on would happen in place of, um, typical things. Um, so that was really great. And that was the end of national day. Um, I am, I was very excited to be spending this day watching it. Um, this is, um, yeah, it was just really great. I, I, you know, I, It felt really celebratory and very um, nation coming together-like, and that is just fun when you see that. Um, So I thought that was really important and a a good national day given all of the um, constraints. And so with that, we are going to move on to the British royal family. Elizabeth had another event over FaceTime, Zoom, etc., um, where she received the new Archbishop of York, um, who is the, um, he's a bishop for the Church of England, um, and he swore, I think, allegiance to the head of the church, which is Queen Elizabeth. Um, and so this is typically done in person. Um, this is something that each archbishop does before they take their new posting, um, but that is not able to happen right now because protect the queen at all costs. Um, and so they did this over um, some video conference and, you know, a really cool modern way to, to do such a thing. Um, so that was a really big deal. And then also today, the second day, um, Charles and Camilla are in the Duchy of Cornwall, which is, of course, um, one of Charles's titles. He is the Prince of Wales, Duke of Cornwall, and Camilla does go by the Duchess of Cornwall. 
Um, and so they visited a community center in the town of um, Treverbin, um, which is, you know, a community uh, event center um, that was used as a base for volunteer activities in the community during uh, COVID lockdown. So this is where people would kind of go and congregate to do volunteer activities, um, pack lunches for elderly, things along those lines. So Charles and Camilla were there to meet with the volunteers that have been working so hard during this um, pandemic lockdown crisis. Um, And then they also, so one of the cool things is Camilla um, stayed and she did some um, service of hot lunches. and just like really got to um, tour the facility and what the um, volunteers are doing. And then Charles and Camilla visited a hospital, uh, St. Austell Healthcare, where they met obviously with frontline workers, um, thanked them for their service. But also one cool thing that this hospital has done is they had an app developed um, called Help at Hand, which was created to help the healthcare center connect with the community during the pandemic. So this allowed them to do things like send out alerts, create um, conversations, create um, different ways of communicating coronavirus specific things. Um, so as to you know, just generally help the community understand what was going on. Um, And so they met with them, they learned about the app, and then Charles spoke very briefly where he said, quote, you are a shining example of what is possible, and I need hardly to mention of what we should continue to strive for when this dreadful virus is over. Um, And so, you know, a great event. It does seem like their their visit, their annual visit to the Duchy of Cornwall is going to be really focused on coronavirus-related things, which in no way, shape, or form surprises me. I think that's how it should be. Um, And so that was the day for the British Royals. We have an exciting day tomorrow um, that I can't wait to talk about. And so with that, we're going to skip a bunch of people because everyone is on summer vacation. The Danes are on vacation, the Dutch are on vacation, and the Norwegians are on vacation. So we are going to skip down to Spain. Today, King Felipe received the president of Portugal, um, Marcelo Rebelo de Sousa, uh, who is apparently on like a private visit to Spain. Um, and so they were together, presumably privately, but the royal household is talking about, it. I don't understand what this event was, um, other than maybe it's just like a friendly gathering. I don't know. Um, So the two heads of state for the Iberian Peninsula, which is Spain and Portugal, um, they visited the Prado Museum, which is the, like, go-to spot if you're going to Spain. Everybody goes to the Prado. Um, 
it is the the museum um and so they explored the exhibit um reencuentro uh, re re uh which means reunion uh and features pieces from velasquez and goya which are obviously two um famed artists who are both of spanish origin um and the prado has most of their work um and then after the visit to the museum, they um, headed to Zarzuela Palace, where Felipe hosted a lunch for President D'Souza. Um, and so that was the day in Spain. It was a, um, I don't know, it was just, it seemed like two friends, two heads of state just kind of hanging out um, and doing like a quick engagement together. Um, I'm going to speculate a little bit here and say this is presumably to show strong relations between the two countries as there has been a bit of, um, what's the word that I want to use here? Um, tension regarding border openings and border closings and, um, coronavirus numbers and things like that. Um, so three weeks ago, Felipe and President uh, D'Souza were together in Spain and Portugal reopening the border. Um, but since then, tensions have kind of re-risen because Spain is experiencing this uptick and Portugal may close its borders back to Spain. It's just, it's a mess. It's a disaster. Um, and so I'm sure this is to promote the friendly relations that the two countries share, mostly because of proximity, um, but also just, like, in general. Um, so a great event there. Uh, Felipe and Letizia do continue their tour of Spain tomorrow, um, which brings us to the end of this podcast. We'll talk about all of that good stuff tomorrow. Um, but until then, have a great rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.